the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know you are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom, and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler, and I am the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Lakeland, Tampa, and Brandon. Conexion is our Spanish-speaking congregation, and we also recently started a service in St. Pete, which currently meets once per month. It is an honor to speak to the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Christian Talk. Well, let's pray this morning as it's a a great morning. Amen. Father, we thank you and praise you and worship you, Lord, for you are on the throne and we are here ready to be molded. So, Lord, use us this day. Lord, we come to you, and we are seeking to be in your presence. So, Father, we thank you and praise you for this time, and we're looking forward to your anointing upon our lives this day and every day. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Good morning, good morning, and uh, first off, I'm just going to get right into it, you know. I, I Next Sunday is our walk, our March of Remembrance, and so um, please come out to the Holocaust Museum at 4.30, and uh, we will get together, have our walk, go back into the Holocaust Museum from 6 to 9. I'm praying for a thousand or more people. Uh, if you need flyers for your church, call Karen at 813-831-5673. We'll get them out to you for this week. For this really will be the last week because obviously next Sunday is the March. Also, if you'd like the Counting the Omer book, even though we've, we're a week into it, uh, it's 50 days, so you get to uh, still have the majority of time. And we're going to go over the counting of the Omer today so you will get a better sense of uh, what it's all about. And um, so, hey, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Call again, 813-831-5673. So we finished Passover, and we finished Yom Habikurim, which is the first fruits. Remember, that's the one where we celebrate Yeshua being raised uh, from the dead as first fruits, Yom Habikurim. And uh, now we're up to Leviticus 
2315. We talked a little bit about it last week. The counting of the Omer. It says, you shall count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day when you brought in the sheaf of the wave offering. There shall be seven complete Sabbaths. You shall count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath. Then you shall present a new grain offering to the Lord. So, Biblically, this commandment is to count uh, a uh, was a sacrifice containing an Omer measure of barley, which was offered in the temple in Jerusalem. But in today's world, uh, the temple isn't available, and we're not in Jerusalem. So I believe that God has planted these 50 days of counting the Omer for, for us to receive and understand perseverance and personal growth. And we are to anticipate uh, the Feast of Weeks, Shavuot, Pentecost, which is where we celebrate the law being given at Sinai and the pouring out of God's Spirit. Uh, Counting the Omer in Hebrew is Seferat HaOmer. And uh, so as we count each day, let us be reminded of the link between Passover, which commemorates the Exodus, and uh, the Feast of Weeks, which commemorates the giving of the law, the Torah. It reminds us that redemption from slavery was not complete until we received God's Word. It also reminds us that without God's Spirit, we don't have the strength to keep His Word. So the counting of the Omer brings us a wonderful opportunity to look at ourselves, our character, our behavior, and ask God to bring us closer to him. So let's look at on, uh, today is Sunday, April 12th, and this is the eighth day. So this is what you would read if you had our counting the Omer book. Baruch atah Adnai Eloheinu melech halom, asher kirishanu b'mitzvotav v'tzivanu al sifarat ha-omer. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the first day of the second week, and day number eight, I have counted the Omer. So that's the type of thing that happens. And then I give you a scripture. Every day you get a different scripture. Today's scripture is Romans eight thirty-seven and 38. For, I'm conv- for I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. And then right after the scripture reading, the thought, there's always a thought. And in this case, it's uh, a quote from somebody, you know, I don't know where it came from, but I love the quote. Too much of anything is dangerous unless it is God's love. Give that some thought. So then I give you a challenge. And the challenge this day is, do you know God's love? Do you think that you can be separated from the love of God? That's an interesting one. I'm sure a lot of people would love to discuss that one. 
And then finally, look at the scripture above and write what evidence you have in your life that God loves you. Oh, that, now, that's a great exercise. And then I have some room for journaling because, you see, when you start thinking about what, how God has shown you his love in your life, it's going to make you feel better. It's going to strengthen your walk with him. It's going to do all sorts of things. So uh, I, I just would recommend that if you don't have this booklet, we can send it out to you Monday morning. So um, call our office for it. Now, then every week there is what, what I call a Sabbath with family and friends. And uh, that's the same type of thing, but... The idea is that you would invite people to your house who don't know the Lord. And then this particular time, the page that is under Sabbath with family and friends, would be scripture and discussion that would be specifically intended to um, raise the thinking of somebody who doesn't know the Lord, and, and that you would have the opportunity to have great conversation with them. So... Finally, at the end of that time, the the man of the household, the head of the household, or the leader, goes around and blesses each one at the table. Now, what a statement that makes to your guests. It is an amazing time. So my suggestion is uh, give us an opportunity to grow you in this area. But, you know, we are, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, we're getting into this March of Remembrance time, and this is going to take me at least uh, two uh, radio programs to get into. So I want to do a a turn in our our morning here and talk about Yom HaShoah, which is the day of the Shoah. I'll explain what that is in a moment, but one of the questions you might be asking yourself is why should Christians care about the Holocaust? It was over 60 years ago. But I want you to understand why all over the world there are people who are commemorating with prayer and, and, and so on uh, the Yom HaShoah. It is really the day of the Holocaust. So don't forget, 4.30, a week from this Sunday, come and, and join with us. It, you know, it's a time to remember the Holocaust, honor those who died, declare that we will not keep silent so that it will never happen again. It also will be a demonstration to people passing by our support for Israel and the Jewish people. It also will speak against the genocide that is going on throughout the world. You know, this. let me explain how we deal with this. It'll be next Friday and Saturday if you want to come visit at Shoresh David. We have various people come forward. We light a yardside candle, and we lead readings in order to weave a tapestry 
so that we will never forget. And then at the services on Saturday, we march the process, the Torah around to the song uh, Schindler's List from the the movie and uh, the Via Dolorosa, uh, which means way of grief. And uh, it describes the way that Yeshua walked to his crucifixion. So I'm I'm believing that as we do that processional, our processional in our lives will turn from mourning into joy, just as Yeshua conquered death and will be his first fruits. So the Holocaust, going back to that, is a term taken from burnt offering that was offered in the temple that was totally consumed refers to it also refers to obviously the systematic slaughter of six million Jews by Adolf Hitler and the Nazis during the World War II. Jews at times refer to this as a Shoah or Yom HaShoah, which means terrible catastrophe or tempest. The actual uh, day of Yom HaShoah is the 27th day of Nisan, which is the 16th of the month. More than ever before, people around the world, I know this is going to be hard to believe, but people are saying that the Holocaust never existed. And I pray that after you listen to today and next week, there will be no doubts in your mind. But if you come to services, we'll actually show you videos of the Holocaust. And, uh, boy, that, it's brutal to watch. But I, I feel that in order to really understand the three major themes of the Holocaust or the Holocaust, we need to have a visual as well. What are the three major themes? I believe they are to never forget, to never see it happen again, and to never be silent. Those are three powerful themes. So what? how did this Holocaust begin? In 1933, when Hitler came to power in Germany, um, he uh, targeted not only Jewish people, but he targeted gypsies and homosexuals and Jehovah's Witnesses and the disabled. And anyone who resisted Nazis were sent to forced labor or murdered. And the, and the Nazis used this term. It was called the final solution. And so the final solution was the reference to to plan and murder all the Jewish people. Well, it's an estimated that 11 people, 11 million people were killed during the Holocaust. Six million of them were Jews. The Nazis killed approximately two-thirds, listen to this, two-thirds of all the Jews living in Europe. An estimated 1.1 million children were murdered in the Holocaust. So how does something like this get started? Well, you're not going to probably like what I'm going to say now. I'll, I'll, uh, here we go. On April 1st, ni- uh, 1933, the Nazis instigated their first action against German Jews by announcing a boycott of all Jewish-run businesses. 
Now, I want to bring this a little closer to home. So do you remember a couple years ago the boycott that they tried of Chick-fil-A because of their support of pro-life, right? These kinds of things are the beginnings of actions that are said that they're in everybody's better interest, but they really are taking away the liberty of a certain group of people. Or how about what's going on right now in Indiana? This is crazy. Look, the law that they passed was giving religious people rights in court. Nothing more, nothing less. And not just just people who have gender rights. I mean, and there are states in our country called the United States. United means we're all together. And there are states like New York that are saying that they will not pay for people when there's a, a conference or something to go to Indiana. How crazy is this? Well, I'm going to get to another part of this teaching, and we'll talk more about the Holocaust next week. But I want you to understand that it's not just about talking about the Holocaust. We need to develop an understanding of what we need to learn. Because if we don't learn something, it's just going to be such a problem for the world. Well, the first thing we want to learn is that it could happen again if we forget. It could happen again. It is happening currently. Christians in the Middle East are being slaughtered. It could happen again if we do nothing to stop injustice. Are you praying? Are you involved in the political process? Are you an active part of groups that create pressure for those in our country to do the right thing? I, I mean, look at this. This is a crazy th- the, the, the The head of Apple, you know, phones and computers, doesn't want to deal with Indiana, but he's more than happy to deal with Saudi Arabia and Iran and Iraq. I mean, what are we doing in this world? Are there people being slaughtered in Indiana? Don't get me started. I know you didn't, but (laughs) I guess I get myself started. Well, right after that, one of the things of growth that is so important is we need to learn to forgive. And so I've said all of this, and it might have gotten your ire up, so to speak, but we've got to forgive in the same moment, in the same moment. Our words, and and, and another thing I want you to understand about our words, it could also be one day used to inspire violence and hatred unless we choose our words carefully and only speak those things that are of God. So even in my criticism of people in in New York or whatever, I don't want to sound in any way hateful. I, I am bringing up something so that we can deal with the truth and that we can act on it. Look, we need to look at what Scripture says. Uh, scripture says, 
we need to have an attitude of blessing at all times. In Psalm 34, it says, a one, two, three, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. This needs to be our attitude, even when we're irritated with people or what they do. Yes? Okay. Secondly, you cannot be ruled by your past. It is important, or, or, or the past that, that you're holding against people, uh, you need to understand the past, but you can't hold it against somebody. Brethren, in Philippians three thirteen and 14, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God and Messiah Yeshua. It is important not to be ruled by the past. If you spend too much time being ruled by the past, you will not have the ability to go forward. And even as we discuss the Holocaust, it is important to go forward. Uh, thirdly, we, as I mentioned, we have to forgive Mark eleven twenty five. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive you and your trespasses. And finally, four, respond. There needs to be action. I am calling you to action today. James 2, 14, uh, I'm sorry, 22 says this. You see that faith worked together with his works, and by the works his faith was made complete. Or what it says in 26, for just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. God is calling us to respond. Edmund Burke said it this way, all that is necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Martin Niemiller said it this way. He was a pastor in a German confessing church um, in, in the Holocaust time. He spent eight and a half years in a concentration camp. He said, first they came for the communists, and I did not speak out. I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists. I didn't speak out because I wasn't a socialist. They came for the trade unionists, and I did not... Uh, speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews. I didn't speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak out for me. Eli Wiesel, famous for uh, his heart, and he says, for the dead and the living, we must bear witness. How can we act? We can send letters. We can send emails. We can, we can protest legally. We can uh, get to our Congress. We get to our president. We can in get involved in politics on local levels, school boards, things like that. We can give financially to people who have a similar uh, understanding. We really need to pray. We really, really need to pray. Look, we're going to talk more about this next week, but I'm asking you once again to make next Sunday important to you.
Come out at 4.30. We'll meet you at the Holocaust Museum. It ends in St. Petersburg. Uh, it's, uh, we're going to walk to North Stroud Park by the water. We're going to have a couple speakers, and then we'll go back to the Holocaust Museum. We'll go there. And when you, if you've never been to the Holocaust Museum, this is going to be an amazing time for you. I'm praying that at least a 1,000 people will be involved in this walk. I want the, the community, the St. Pete, Tampa Bay community, to know that we are not going to stand for genocide. We are going to make a difference. Listen, if your church needs needs flyers, would you call Karen at 813-831-5673? If you need any kind of additional information, call Karen. Again, 813-831-5673. Also, if you want any counting of the Omer booklets, uh, just again, call Karen. We'll send you out uh, a booklet. Uh, we really love to have a love offering for the radio. And I guess I'm out of time, so we'll see you next week. We'll talk about this more. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.